Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platform. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub, Welch & Company Jewelers, Courtney of Maple Down Senior Living Community, and our good buddy Brian Comboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today to get your financial future in order at advisors.massmutual.com. Dot com. Brian, of course, is also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to friends of the program, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Swan and Whitaker families. NFL, we are nearing the end, and let's do our recap of Week 16. We only have two weeks left of the NFL season, man, and now it's really getting down to it, right? Like jockeying for position, and this is kind of the final stretch of the final quarter, so to speak, even though there, you know, there's 17 games now. It's that final push for are you moving into a certain draft position? Are you a division contender? Are you going for a one seed? Are you this? Are you that? So all of these different things are you know in play, and we move all the way back to last Thursday, which seems like 100 years ago. Because, man, alive, there's just like multiple games like every single day and every day you can't even keep track of all this stuff. But, um, you know, remembering, you know, who, who played on what day and all the rest. But I got to tell you, the Rams, man, I mean, I, I, I said Kevin Stefanski a couple weeks ago as coach of the year for the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to hold to that because a multiple uh, offensive linemen out, you know, they, they, they've they've missed Nick Chubb. They've missed, uh, what, three quarterbacks. Now they're on their fourth one in terms of Joe Flacco, who, by the way, is playing great 
and more on him in a minute. But the Rams are humming along, man, and they're eight and seven, five and three at home. They beat the Saints thirty to twenty-two, and the firepower of Stafford, Williams, and Nakua right now. I mean, Nakua is putting up unbelievable receiving numbers, and Kyron Williams is putting up unbelievable rushing numbers, and Matt Stafford continues to build on what should be a Hall of Fame career. And you know. Would he be a Hall of Famer without the Super Bowl ring? I don't know. I think he'd be more borderline. But because he did go to LA and put up those numbers and win a ring, I think it just puts him over the edge where um, you know it might not have before. But Puga Nakua has been insane. I mean, a fifth round draft pick, you know, who goes in there and basically takes so many of the receptions and yards and everything in between from Cooper Cup, who has been battling injury all year, it's been unbelievable. I mean, this trio has been redonkulous, and I think Sean McVay. You know, he's he's turned this team into a juggernaut of an offense again. I mean, it is unbelievable. It's so fun to watch. They're one of my most fun, you know, teams to watch in the NFL. And I think Sean McVay should be 1A to the Kevin Stefanski coach of the year talk. And that's where I was going with that. And hey, the Rams defense makes enough plays. They get off the field on third down to get the offense, uh, the ball back. Just a tremendous win again for the Rams as they are inching closer towards a playoff berth. The Steelers whoop up on the Bengals. No surprise here. Think about it. Cold, late December, tons of video out on Jake Browning, and you're going into Pittsburgh where Mike Tomlin's probably been watching a million, a million piles of tape on Browning. Yeah. Favor the Steelers. In this game, they walloped the Bengals. And you know what? George Pickens is the most frustrating fantasy player of all time. And he's got to be as frustrating for Pittsburgh because he shows up every five, six weeks and just has one of these games. And he was crazy good in this one. 195, two touchdowns on four catches. Just a redonkulous game for him. Pittsburgh hanging in there at eight and seven. Bills beat the Chargers on the road 24 to 22. I know Bills fans got a little too stressed uh, out at times in this game. It should not have come down to what it did. You're thinking at the beginning of the game, no way a slow start, right? No way playing down to the competition. Oops. They're down 10 nothing early. The Bills battle back. Um... You know, they get a couple of scores. They take the lead. Um, you know, it's halftime. You're kind of feeling good about yourself if you're a Bills fan because things are kind of turning in your direction after just uh, just some unbelievable plays and throws by Josh Allen. I know that he threw a bad pick in this game. I know James Cook put it on the carpet twice in this game, lost one of them. Um, but going in the third quarter, you're like, okay, you know, even though the Chargers have the ball, like, come on, this is Easton Stick here. I mean, this is a McDermott defense that should go out and dominate. The Chargers take it down. They get a field goal, but then Buffalo scores a touchdown. You know, you're like, hey, 21-13, you're up eight, right? Late third quarter, you're feeling pretty good. Not all the way comfortable yet, but good enough. And then the Chargers completely control the fourth quarter. Time of possession, plays, field goal, field goal, uh, field goal. They didn't get in the end zone, but it was field goal, field goal, field goal. Having said that, the McDermott defense keeping them out of the end zone was a huge key to the fourth quarter. The Bills then get a drive, 13 plays, 64 yards. They wind it down. We think... Right, watching in live time, the Khalil Shakir puts it in the end zone. He doesn't. He um, got touched. And then at that point, I believe Sean McDermott probably changed his philosophy in terms of, okay, let's milk it down and then kick a field goal to try to win this thing. And by that point, the Chargers had used a two-minute timeout. They had used all their timeouts. They had, you know, had the clock burned all the way down, you know, 25 seconds or so. The only stupid thing by McDermott and company, why would you risk a fumble by handing the ball off to Leonard Fournette and having Josh Allen run it once? I would have just downed the ball. But Josh Allen made some huge plays in this game too. I mean, that's what you're going to have to deal with. Brett Favre's in the Hall of Fame. He played the same way. You know, Allen throws a big pick, but he's responsible for three touchdowns. Go watch the Josh Allen throw to Gabe Davis in the second quarter, 57-yard touchdown pass. I mean, Allen's ducking, bobbing, and weaving like a freaking boxer. He ducks to the right side, and he just 
freaking launches the ball off platform, ridiculous teardrop into the hands of Gabe Davis, who, like George Pickens, shows up every five, six, seven weeks and has a baller game. I I don't know what to say. I mean, there's only one or two guys in the league who can make that throw at this point. I don't even know if you can count Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. So therefore, there's one guy who can make it, and it's Josh Allen. And the reason I say that is because the bobbing and weaving and ducking and scrambling, sure, they can all do that. The launch pad throw, they can all do that. Throw off platform, they can all do that. But are they doing it at 6'5", 250 pounds? That's the separator for Josh Allen. When you start separating, you start, you know, kind of getting down to the, you know, splitting splitting hairs here. That's where he separates himself from everybody else. There's nobody doing it at his size, running it, throwing it. it, it it's unbelievable right now. And I got to tell you, my cousin Kyle's probably right. My man Kyle Duty texted me and said, look, if there's a draft for the entire NFL right now, he might go number one. And he's the first player in the history of the league now to have 40 touchdowns from scrimmage four straight seasons. And I don't understand why there's still hate. I mean, the the guy has to win a Super Bowl to like shut people up and then people are going to want two or three from him. They're going to say, oh, well, Mahomes is it. I don't know what it's going to take for people to understand how special Josh Allen is, but a great uh, defensive effort by the Bills uh, as well. Uh, They got in the grill of Easton stick better as the game went on. Game plan was good for for LA, you know, early in the game. I mean, they were getting the ball out of his hand. It was hike, go, hike, throw, hike, 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 go, hike, go, hike, hike, throw. And eventually the Bills got to him at Oliver with a big time sack late. He saved Christmas in Western New York. Taylor Rapp was great. Taron Johnson was great. Bernard was great. Benford was great. Uh, they were all tackling really, really well late in the game. Uh, Razul Douglas had a sack. Ed Oliver had two. Uh, Puna Ford had one, although it was probably at Oliver who uh, gave it to him because he pushed through and freed him up a little bit there. But Puna Ford was using spin moves and doing some things too. So the Bills get a win. And I know that it was ugly at times. I know that it was close. I know it was, it was wicked stressful. I know, you know, two points over the Chargers. Come on. But the one thing is, yes, they played down to their competition. They got down early. It was stressful. They should have never been in this position, blah, blah, blah. Here's the difference, though. Pats, Jets, Jags, all these games, Broncos, close They won this game. They took the lead and they won it. They held where in those uh, you know aforementioned games, they really hadn't done that. So that takes care of the Thursday and the Saturday slate. Let's get to the Sunday games right now. Patriots going to Denver and they beat Denver uh, in, in a game that was, you know, my gosh, I mean, it was only 7-3 to three Broncos lead at the half, and all of a sudden, a 20-point third quarter outscoring Denver 20 to nothing, and then Denver outscores them 16-3, to three. but the Patriots, you know what, like, they just kind of found their way late. It was almost like reminiscent of the old Tom Brady days, like when they were on the road and really struggling and they needed that one throw and, hey, can Vinatieri make one? Well, Chad Ryland made one, 56-yard field goal, clutch as hell making that play. And I, I just liked so much of what the Patriots brought in this game. Douglas was great receiving the ball. Zappy had a great game. He was wicked efficient. The O-line played great for the Patriots. And right now, Russell Wilson looks like trash. And if you don't think so, you're, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I know his rating was over 103. I know he didn't throw a pick and all the rest, but he just cannot make the flash play anymore. He cannot bail his team out of situations. He cannot make the big third and long throw anymore. I don't know, man. I think Sean Payton's going to try to get rid of him in the offseason. Great win for the Patriots. Falcons 29-10 winners over the Colts. This was a huge game for Indianapolis in the AFC wildcard standings, and this win by Atlanta helped a bunch of teams, including the previously mentioned Buffalo Bills and B. John Robinson, a really good game. Heineke got in there and made a bunch of plays for the Falcons uh, who did it and did it right. Basically played a really consistent game from start to finish in all three phases. Seattle comes back with 14 in the fourth. 
Big time throws by Geno Smith to get it done. Lockett is unleashed in this game and Seattle hangs in. This is the game where if you talk about the Seattle Seahawks this year, win the line of scrimmage, Geno and a couple of other superstars make it happen and they win close. And if they don't win this way, they're not going to win, period. So a good win for Seattle. Detroit, speaking of comebacks, oh my goodness, they come back against Minnesota on the road. This is another game against a division opponent. Remember, they did this to the Bears earlier in the year as well. I just think it's so hard. And by the way, Justin Jefferson, a losing cause. My God, the catches he made, go up and get it, talk about it. Oh my, the the hands, the balance, the coordination, the athleticism, ridiculous. 141 yards, six catches, and a touchdown for him. But um, the Lions... You know what? Like they were not going to lose this game. You could just tell. Like they were determined to 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 take care of business. The first division title since 1993. And if you're doing the math at home, yeah, that's 30 years. Pretty cool. Dan Campbell was on the the 0 and 16 team, and now he's head coaching his team to a division champ and championship. And they're going to be a, a a solidly tough out. I I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender because the secondary is so brutal. But my God, I mean, trying to keep that offense down is so hard. And Jameer Gibbs ran all over the place, two touchdowns in between the tackles, outside the tackles, doing his thing. And Detroit, you know, they can make big plays uh, on both sides of the ball. We've seen Aiden Hutchinson do it late, you know, getting sacks. We've seen Amon Ross St. Brown do it. Uh, We've seen Jameer Gibbs do it. This team can, we've seen the rookie Jack Campbell do it on defense. This team can really, really, really make the big play late. And I think that does... Uh, that does favor them. There's no question about it. You know, they had four sacks in this game. And you know what? I'm so happy for uh, Melifanwu in this game too because he had a sack in this game and the safety out of Syracuse. I, I, I saw his, a lot of his career up close at the games. He's a third-round pick from a couple of years ago. Uh, what a player he's developed into. Um, nice size, 6'3", 220. He got the safety and then he got the interception to seal the deal. And he's just such a great kid. And Melifon was really perfect for Dan Campbell's defense too, man. I mean, he's tough. He hits uh, wicked physical. You can play him in a bunch of different packages. So good for the Lions. I'm happy for him. They've suffered and they deserve this division. I just don't know about tackling third down defense and secondary if they can make a run to the Super Bowl. But the NFC's weak, so they might. Jets beat the Commanders 30-28, to just a wild game here. Uh, they blew the big lead, but they were able, able to hang on. And, you know, Brees Hall really showcased here in this one. 95 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Packers 33-30 to winners over the Carolina Panthers. Are you serious right now? You want to talk about a game that just was wild and you had no idea what was going to happen. But the bottom line is, you know, Aaron Jones ran it really well, and then Jordan Love, I mean, it's still early, but he's starting to really show that poise and big play capability. I mean, down the stretch, you know, the Packers, you know, putting those drives together, Jordan Love made some throws in that game that were just absolutely spectacular. I mean, you know, when you think about the drive, um, you know, in the fourth quarter when they're down 23-16 to to tie it, that was nine plays and 66 yards. Um, you know, the pass to Dobbs and, and then they, they, you know, the two touchdowns for the Panthers, obviously to tie it. Um, but then Green Bay comes back and, and, and they get nine plays, 61 yards, 346. I mean, over the course of the year, I mean, even, even in the bad spots, you know, in losses, you've seen Jordan Love really just kind of hang in there. He doesn't really hang his head much. He just keeps throwing. He keeps going, you know, shooter is going to shoot. And man, I mean, he made some darts in this game. I mean, even that last drive in the second quarter, 
was phenomenal as well. That 21-yarder to Wicks. I mean, he's really, really got some mojo, some poise, some moxie, and all the rest. And this team's playing confident with him back there. And um, I don't know yet. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer or he's going to be a star or he's going to be in the league for the next two years. I, I don't know. But there's enough there to go, hey, we might have at least something here. I'm not saying Favre. I'm not saying Rodgers. I'm not saying Bart Starr. But maybe something there. Cleveland 36-22 winners on the road against the Houston Texans. And there's a lot of teams crumbling in the AFC. Cleveland ain't one of them. They're not one of them. They went after Davis Mills. They went after Case Keenum. This defense is absolutely all over you when it matters most. Now, they gave up 22 points in this game, but it was still, you know, Zadarius Smith, couple of sacks. Cleveland got some big-time plays on D. Amari Cooper went banana land, 265 yards, 11 catches, two touchdowns. Keeping in mind that Cleveland runs the ball first, and then they set up the play action. Oops. They only had 54 yards in this game running, but they were able to shut the run down for the Texans. Joe Flacco, he's going to throw a couple of picks. Nobody cares because this dude is having a renaissance season and Cleveland says, hey, if we can't get Ford Strong Jr., Kareem Hunt, not just throw it around the yard. And if you throw a couple of picks, no worries because we know, we know you're going to be able to throw three or four TDs. That's exactly what the dude did. Cleveland right now, they're not a team that's crumbling in the AFC. The Steelers have crumbled. The Bengals have crumbled. The Colts have crumbled. The Jaguars have crumbled. The Texans have crumbled. Not the Browns. Are they going to Brown? Are Browns going to Browns anytime soon? What a wild year for them. Seriously. Unbelievable. Buccaneers beat the Jags 30-12. to The Mayfield to Evans combo is real deal Holyfield. And I know Mike Evans is starting to get on the other side of 30 but my God, is that guy good. I mean, he's so good, so smooth, hands, feet, routes, athleticism, good grief. He's impossible to cover. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence exits the game with an apparent shoulder injury. So now he's got that. He's got the concussion. He should have been playing in that game. He didn't look right. Um, what, what a disaster this season has become for a team that many people thought would threaten to go to the Super Bowl. The Bears beat the Cardinals 27-16. to And, uh, you know, Justin Fields, again, showing enough to me um, that they just need to keep building around this guy. I am not ready to give up on Justin Fields. I, I know his statistics did not bear it out, um, you know, through the air. But again, if you look at the the the, the combination, right? I mean, he had 267 yards and two touchdowns from scrimmage. I mean, how are you going to give up on a 6'3", 6'4", kid who's 225, 230, who's an unbelievable athlete? Like, you've got Cole Komet and DJ Moore, really. Like, that's all you have, right? Like, go get more pieces. You can't make a decision on him either way right now. I'm leaning towards keeping him. I have, for the most part. I had a couple weeks stretch in the beginning of the year where I was like, eh, I'm telling you right now, I just, there's too much there, man. There's too much physicality. There are too many tools. I don't know. I wouldn't give up on him, man. I really wouldn't. Dolphins 22-20 winners over the Dallas Cowboys. The Dolphins, they took them down with a field goal as time expired, but Dallas, man, you know, they got the 10 points in the fourth and you're, you're thinking good thoughts if you're a Cowboy fan. Um, all the momentum was with them. They took the lead, but then... I gotta tell you, I mean, it was one play after another after another, and you could feel the momentum as the Dolphins were driving down the field, and they were killing the clock, making all sorts of great play, 12 plays, 64 yards, great balance, and awesome clock management, and somebody had to lose this game, that's that's literally how I look at this game, somebody had to lose it, both teams really fought hard, they played strong, strong football, um, you know, it was almost kind of like, hey, who's going to have the ball last type of a thing. Uh, Dallas, you know, they failed to win another big game. Um, but I think this one felt a little bit different. And I mean, God, they came really close, right? I think the key for Dallas still, again, is they have to run the ball more. 
right? Because Dak's stats were decent in this game. He made a lot of great throws. He did not throw a pick. CeeDee Lamb was out of this world. But you have to run the ball more if you're Dallas. You have to. You have to. Because you have to sustain drives more so that you can get more big plays and help your defense more. And they just couldn't help them enough in the end. Like, they have to be able to run the ball more. And I thought Dallas's defense just looked a little beat at the end of the game. A little bit beat. So there's all of the NFL from week 16 um, up until the Monday night triple header. And I'm going to pre- uh, recap those three games coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Bowers & Company CPAs, the Allen Angus Pub, Welch & Company Jewelers, and our great friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Make sure you grab your membership today in DeWitt and in Liverpool. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. They've got the pool. They've got the, the, the awesome classes. You have a personal trainer, pickleball, racquetball, you name it, plus the Cafe Bistro in DeWitt as well. With your specialized drinks, protein shakes, awesome lunches, and more, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, the official fitness center of the platter. We'll talk more about the triple header. I got Raiders Chiefs. I have Giants and Eagles and Ravens and 49ers to still get to here on the MLSP brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review as we are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. CH Insurance, always in your corner every day, every way, and our great friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Tip of the cap, thank you to Camilla's Golf Club and the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group as well. Three more games to recap. Raiders, listen, Monday night football, triple header. All three games, the word physicality. The winner threw around the other team like a rag doll. That's exactly what the Raiders did. Come on now. I mean, look at the box score. Look at the numbers for the Raiders. My God, Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in the final three quarters of this football game and he had 62 yards. Are you joking? I mean, what is this, 1943 in the NFL? I just was stunned. And I got to tell you, the Chiefs, man, they look bad. They look sloppy. Patrick Mahomes fumbled. They're trying trickery, fumbles, and he's throwing picks. And the defense got shredded. I mean, Zamir White ran all over him in this game. Pure and utter line of scrimmage, physicality, and the cleaner team won. It's that simple. The Raiders pound the Chiefs. Physically, mentally, everything. 20 to 14. Travis Kelsey acting like a little baby trying to throw his helmet too. Telling him, man, it's starting to get to the Chiefs right now. And these guys don't, you know, they don't know what this feels like. Because all they've done is is win. And they played all these home games at Arrowhead in the playoffs. They going on the road. They're going to win the division. But they're going to go on the road. Eventually. So, hats off to the Raiders, man. Think Antonio Pierce maybe deserves that job right now? Good Lord. They didn't give it to Bisaccia, and they should have done that. And Pierce has earned it at this point. And they're seven and eight. I, I have no idea how they're seven and eight. I mean, glue and duct tape, baby. Eagles 33-25 winners over the Giants. You want to talk about slop fest here, too. I mean, the Eagles, my gosh. One blunder after another after another. Jalen Hurts still looks brutal in the pocket. He has no idea. He's checking down one thing. He, I mean, he's not seeing the field right right now. Tommy DeVito gets benched. Tyrod Taylor almost pulled off a miracle, and him and Brian Dable were bitching after the game that maybe Saquon Barkley got hold. Well, they thought definitely he got held. But, you know, eventually Philadelphia was able to run the ball late, and uh, they made more plays and, and, and got it done. But this team doesn't look right either. I mean, they're the, they're the, they're the worst NFC 11-4 and four team that I can remember uh, in quite a while. So, um, you know, but they're 6-1 and one at home, and... I still think there's something there for them to climb out of it. I mean, there's just too much talent. By the way, that's what won this game. 
They had all these blunders. They just had more talented players making bigger plays, right? I mean, seriously, Swift, Brown, right? Like Jalen Hurts, you know? Um, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, when you look at Brown, Smith, Swift, and Hurts by themselves on offense, <clears throat> that's more talent than the entire Giants roster. It just goes to show you what, what a freaking job Brian Dable did last year because they ain't a lot of talent on this roster. <laughs> There's just not. The game of the week was a blowout. 33-19, the Ravens really showed their might in this game. Disastrous four interceptions for Brock Purdy. He faced the noise after the game, though. He talked. He took responsibility. He's a gamer. I think he's here to stay. Everybody's allowed one game. Michael Jordan missed shots. Wayne Gretzky missed open nets. We're good. And the Ravens right now, though, 12-3. and And my God, 7-1 on the road. Uh, they've won on the road. They've won at home. They can. They, they really have everything. I think that's the one thing. If, if you're thinking about like one thing that a team doesn't have in the AFC, somewhere, somehow, you know, the Ravens have it, right? So like you look at this defense, the you know, number one scoring defense in the NFL, who doesn't have that? Well, you can list off a million of the playoff teams except for, you know, one or two that are probably pretty close to them, right? You look at the elite quarterback, who has a Lamar Jackson, right? Only a couple others, but Patrick Mahomes isn't playing at that level. You know, the Bills have Josh Allen. That's about it, right? Um, you know, you can go, you know, because, I mean, you just look at these teams and you're like, huh? Um, you know, two is a solid quarterback, a good quarterback, but he ain't those other guys I mentioned. Uh, the ground game, who has this ground game right now? You know, I mean, um, I know they lost Mitchell and all the rest, but Gus Edwards can run it. Lamar can run it. I mean, they had 102 yards without, you know, Mitchell, who, who was carrying all the momentum for them, you know, and uh, they, they just got it all. I mean, I would say one thing that maybe they don't have is a superstar-laden receiving group, and Zay Flowers is new to the to, 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 to the game, and he's a rookie, but he's playing great. I mean, he had an awesome game against the Niners, 72 yards, nine catches, and a touchdown, but, but it's a very, very, very kind of just meh receiving group. You know, can they take a game over? I don't think they can. They certainly didn't take this game over. Lamar Jackson kind of got a lot of it going on his own. I mean, Lamar Jackson, 297 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. This dude is, he's hes on the short list. You know, it's funny because just this one game, all of a sudden people are like, well, Purdy's out of the MVP thing and McCaffrey's out of it. And it, Why? Why? McCaffrey had a 100-yard game. Brock Purdy had one bad game. So all of a sudden he's completely out. I mean, like, you're not allowed to have a bad game, right? I mean, gosh, it's just really something. It's amazing. But I tell you, really impressed with the Ravens in this game. And uh, they're humming along. And uh, home field's on the line, hosting Miami this week. ML Sports Platter here brought to you by our awesome friends at Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 and Cicero. Stop by for a car detail, boat detail, truck, van, you name it. It's all happening at Ken's Auto Detailing, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and a tip of the cap thank you to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our great friends over at Bonnet Sales and Service, the official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter, family-owned and operated for over 50 years. When your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales today. Free estimates are available. Route 11 in Central Square from Onondaga to Oswego County and everywhere in between. They proudly serve the entire area bonnetsalesandservice.com for more information. Hey, as I always tell you, enjoy the games. For business owners, employees are an important asset. Competitive employee benefits can help attract and retain staff. CH Insurance provides high quality group health plans and great provider networks while keeping costs in check. I switched to CH Insurance. They're outstanding. It was one of the easiest business transactions I've made and their ongoing service is phenomenal. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.